Each week, nearly a dozen movies are released theatrically. 40 films a month, more than 400 a year. That's a plethora of cinema. Too much cinema. You'd have to be an addict to see all that. But don't fret. We've got you covered. This is Cinematics. Hey everyone, it's a new week of Cinematics. This is Cinematics episode 213. I am joined by my betters, Bruce Perky and Eric Holmes. How are you guys doing this week? Are you still energized after our Patreon recording? Bruce Perky. My mind is not feeling too magical, but I'm doing okay. I'm feeling all right. <laughs> Very good. Not too magical right now. Maybe it might feel magical in a few moments. What about you, Eric Holmes? How are you uh, feeling my, my, my mind is not feeling magical either, but um, had I not drink all those previously maybe it would have been because i was uh, flying pretty high uh last week for sure you know you're supposed to take one one a day right not not all consecutively yeah, but, <laughs> yeah but they taste good i, I couldn't help myself <laughs> okay. we'll, 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 we'll talk we'll talk about it later but i did uh uh the uh tfe top five game playthrough is mm-hmm. up to look up the film vaulters on youtube the playthrough uh, went pretty well and i got some uh Great feedback, especially from Joseph Bridges. He had, uh, he had watched the playthrough and he had uh, a couple uh, changes, one of which we're absolutely going to put, I'm going to incorporate into the next playthrough. And uh, if anyone else uh, watches the video and they have any ideas to throw at me, still in the playtest, I mean, the game's more or less done, but it, you know, there's no reason why we can't uh, add and take away rules uh, because it's, it's not officially out yet. So, no, well, thank you, Joseph Bridges, for all your input as you do. On a daily basis, it seems like a daily basis on Cinematics, our Cinematics Facebook group. Joseph Bridges is one of just the, one of our top reviewers. If not, dare I say our top reviewer? I'm just going to say it right now, Joseph Bridges is our top reviewer. I don't know how many movie recommendations he's given us over the last wait, maybe three, four years. One a day. Uh, has he More. given us nine nine hundred recommendations, Bruce? What do you think? Po- possibly, right? Probably. I think he oh gave in the last day. He's done at least I want to say three. <laughs> Choice. Yeah, he put uh, he put out the the peanut uh, the peanut butter solution. Yeah. Peanut butter solution. I did yeah. this short that I want to watch. It's called like Martians and Christmas or something weird like that. I need to check that one out. I don't know what it was. So if you want to listen or check out Joseph Bridges' daily movie recommendations, he is a very astute and insightful film enthusiast. Check out, become a member for our cinema from our Cinematics Facebook group. We, I think we're, I don't know if we're still the number of the beast at 666 right now. I don't know how many members we have, but a lot of, oh, there you go. <laughs> Throwing up the horns, Eric Holmes. We also, we're a little bit punchy. We just finished our latest Patreon episode for the month of October. We spotlighted the films Under the Skin and Prisoners. And Bruce, just how, how did that episode go? Your thoughts? I think it went well. I think we actually had some pretty good spoiler talk on it. And I think that they're just both such fine films that it was it was a lot of fun to go over. I I think people really enjoy it. So if they're not Patreons and they have seen one or both of those movies, uh, it's a fun discussion. Yeah, it's a very fun discussion. Discussion five dollar catch all per month. You get the bonus episode, and I even though it's sort of the way Anderson and I used to do it, what I wanted us to focus a little bit more now on this is a spoiler discussion. So like was Bruce was saying with Prisoners and Under the Skin. We have some really good spoiler stuff. So if you want to check it out, check out our Cinematics Patreon. We also do our little mini reviews for both movies. We start off with mini reviews of the two movies we have, and then we get into spoiler discussions. That was, we spotlighted the year in September. We spotlighted the year 2013. And that's why we picked, we picked uh, Under the Skin. Bruce picked Under the Skin. The listener pick was Prisoners. And now for this month, it'll be- I'm sorry to inform you, but it's October. 
October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, 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 I mean, for September, for September's bonus. Oh, right. October's bonus. Oh my gosh. I'm so, I'm sorry, Bruce. I'm sorry, listeners. Okay. I'm, I need some magic mind right now. Now, Eric Holmes is remember? actually going, <laughs> look, Eric Holmes is doing the bonus for November. He is going to be spotlighting the year 1996. He has a couple of movie choices. Can you name those movie choices that you have that maybe we might review? Yeah, and also to uh, be clear, I need to double, triple, and quadruple check them to make sure they came out the year that uh, we're actually doing because sure. <laughs> I did have an issue. But I'm, I'm thinking either Tromeo and Juliet, which I thought was uh, directed by James Gunn. It's directed by Lloyd Kaufman. I think James Gunn wrote it. Uh, the other is the uh, Pamela Anderson joint, Barb Wire. I've never seen Barb Wire, but it seems like uh, it would be a fun kind of throwback to the kind of movies that were made around that time. So, so those, um, yeah, you know, it, it'll be it'll be one of those two. Uh, it, it'll be I'll, one I'll, I'll look, see what's streaming, what's not, and then we'll figure it out from there. But it's it's going to be one of those two. Okay, and then the other choice will be from our Patreon members. So that's going to be really interesting. I'm very excited to, to watch Barbed Wire and Tromeo and Juliet. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm not excited to watch either movie, but it will be an exciting bonus episode because I think Eric's pumped up and Bruce is pumped up to see at least one of those two movies. Yes. Greg, I, I, how about I look up which one's streaming and which one's shorter and I'll go with the shorter one. <laughs> no, no. Go <laughs> go with the one that you want that and the, that the listeners want for the bonus episode of no, not September, not October. Yes, November. This is the reason why at my age at 52, my my brain gets a little bit fuzzy. I remember about a year and a half ago, Anderson Cowan, who is currently finishing, he did a recent shoot of his Loaded for Bear documentary. He did the short version of it. He's going to do a lot. He's actually going to do a narrative feature as well as a documentary. A lot of stuff under that Loaded for Bear universe. I think you can go to loadedforbeardoc.com, right? Yeah, loadedforbeardoc.com for, to actually find more information on Anderson stuff. But anyways... You're going to have a go. Anderson hooked me up with some samples of this thing called Magic Mind. And it is, I would call it, it's sort of a supplement or a complement. It could be either a complementary situation or a way to supplant your addiction to possibly caffeine. At the time, a year and a half ago, I was drinking just a ton of coffee, maybe three cups of coffee a day. And then when Anderson brought these samples from Magic Mind, it's sort of a matcha-based supplement and it's a sort of they're in these little eco-friendly vials and you just take one you just down it you don't take 14 of them like i think eric holmes that you didn't do that eric i'm I'm just joking but you take one a day and it can be as a compliment to your coffee or come compliment to your tea but what i did was i used it as sort of to replace coffee and what's interesting is during that journey of actually i think maybe even a couple of weeks of taking magic mind once a day without coffee to this day, I don't, I'm not a coffee drinker. Like literally I'm not a coffee drinker. A year and a half ago, it really turned the page in my life. Now I drink tea on a daily basis. And now I think it's coming to, I'm going to have a whole bunch of samples coming to my door, to to my address in about a couple of days. And I'll be trying them out. And again, it's been a year and a half, but I really enjoyed it. It really supplanted my own caffeine addiction to my addiction to coffee. And I felt more alert and more alive during the process, during that time with Anderson talking about Magic Mind. What about you, Eric? You actually, what what did you do? You you went, you actually downed everything or you, you kidding aside, no. you over several days, what did you do with Magic Mind? 
So it, it came in, and uh, I forgot that we we're getting those. And I got a box, and I was like, "What's this?" And I opened it up. It's like, "Oh, okay, that's the, that's the thing we're doing." So I'll try one. And you got to like shake it up because there's a lot of sediment that goes on the bottom. Right. And uh, I wasn't quite sure what to expect, but I I took one, and they had two different kinds. They had the the regular kind, and then they they had like the not sugar free, but it had like less sugar in it, I guess. Um, which. Oddly enough, that one was sweeter than the other one. The, the other one had more of a tangy taste. And I like the, so I took the, the regular one, took the shot of that and it had a weird flavor to it, but it's kind of like, uh, do you ever taste something that kind of, kind of takes you back, but then you kind of settle into it and it's like, Ooh, I like this. Yeah. And so I, I took the one on the one day. The next day I took another one and I wanted to. <laughs> I said that that's when I kind of started warming up to the flavor. I was like, I need another one of these took that. And I also had a, a hangover the previous day. Cause I was partying pretty hard. And uh, I cannot speak to the medical benefits of this, but yeah. what I can say is about a half hour after taking it, that hangover was uh, leveling off pretty quick, a lot quicker okay. than normal. So um, whether that was uh, from the shot or maybe maybe it's got some sort of placebo thing, I don't know. But I can tell you that uh, definitely helped with the hangover. I love the flavor of it. And then the third day, um, I pretty much went through all the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, wrong way to do it, but you like the, you like the taste. You know yeah. what? I, I think one of its things is supposed to keep your mind focused, reduce your stress and anxiety. Obviously, your addiction to coffee and caffeine. So I'll... I'll Gone on and on about how much I really love Magic Mind sponsorship aside. I just really enjoy this. And we're here just before we get to our, our reviews of this week. Bruce Perky, you are the yes. only person who has not tried Magic Mind. Yes. Show on the, what show it in the camera slowly what is what the vials look like. There. Yeah, this really like this. Okay, and Bruce is gonna down a magic mind and he's gonna yeah. give his reaction <laughs> I'm the, to I'm the guinea pig here. <laughs> let's see if he spitakes does a spit take or don't make me laugh. I will spit take you okay, if you laugh. Okay. Now I can't even drink it because you're making me laugh. <laughs> okay. All right. You keep talking, I'll do this. Uh, okay. So let's see. Hopefully Bruce is you don't have to down the whole thing. Yeah, there you go. He's taking down the, the matcha green tea flavor. The matcha mm. matcha flavor. Matcha flavor. It's juicier and tangier than I thought it would be. Yeah. It's oh you got the juicier. yeah, he's got the normal one. That's what that's the one I've I, I didn't try the other versions. I tried the I've always tried the normal one. So I, for me it was tasty, interesting taste, and it's supposed to keep your mind. Yeah, alert it's not that it's, it's good. It's not strong matcha flavor because I've had matcha lattes and things before, which straight matcha is kind of more grassy tasting than this is. This just has a more of a hint of matcha to me. And I feel like I taste a little bit of um grapefruit, almost like grapefruit juice, almost what it tastes like. A little to bit. Me. A little bit. So kind of citrusy, tangy. Yeah, it's good. It's tasty. You, you know what, Bruce? You should have been one of those, not a wine sommelier. Well, one of those wine enthusiasts who you just... You just yeah, then, I your... to, then I have to spit it out, so I don't do that. So. <laughs> no, that, that's good stuff. Um, okay. Like I said, like he said, I don't know about the, the benefits per se, and I've just had it for the first time here. But um, yeah, I like it. And I tend to like things that are more tangy, kind of citrusy. I don't like things that are super duper sweet. So for me, that's that's good. So okay, pretty well, awesome. Thanks again to Magic Mind for supplying us with the samples. And yeah, hopefully you'll see some long... For you, actually, Eric, you're I think you're drinking some apple juice right now. It helped with your hangover. And for me, as a blogger, podcaster, and my mind is on the screen all day, I use it just to actually clear my mind and focus on the task at hand. Thanks again to Magic Mind. I wonder, 
I, yes. I wonder if they have like a uh, full drinks of that. Like, because I, I know the ones we got were like the kind of like uh, uh, for those who can only hear us and not see us, they're about the size of like the five hour energy drinks that you get at the store. I wonder if they'd have like full on drinks of these because I, I I could do like a full pint glass of this, but I'm guessing a full pint glass of the shots probably wouldn't be a good idea. But maybe if they had like a diluted version where they could get a full drink, I would definitely be down for that because I do love the flavor of it. You get petition. It's a two ounce shot right now. Whispers, but maybe who knows. One who last knows. thing I just yeah. want to mention, because I'm the only one that drank this today on the show. Obviously, my reviews are the only ones that are worth listening to today. Mine are the correct ones. So just, just saying. It's not just Magic Mind. We're, I think Eric and I will concur. We're talking about movie reviews as well. So just know that. You're, you're the trusted – is Bruce the trusted voice of reason on our cinematics pod? Or <laughs> it, he is, but also I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be against talking about Magic Mind for the rest of the show. Okay. Well, that will be a, a no because we have movies to get to here on cinematics. and. Where it's actually interesting. We we will have some very big disagreements. Our, the movies covered are Suitable Flesh, Pain Hustlers. It's a Netflix movie. Bodica, Queen of War. And then Eric will recommend another feature called, or maybe not. It's a movie called Inspector Sun. I think that's an animated film. Let's just cut all the fat right now. We have Suitable Flesh. It's directed by Joe Lynch. It is an adaptation, I believe, of a... Story by my mind is blanking. I need that magic mind right now. Who is who? H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. It yeah. is based on a story by H.P. Lovecraft. Before he passed, Stuart Gordon, the director of Reanimator and From Beyond, was working on the script or maybe shoot, going to shoot something like Suitable Flesh. Joe, he's Stuart Gordon has since passed. Rest in peace. Joe Lynch took over. And what's interesting about Suitable Flesh is it's set within that reanimator universe. Barbara Crampton from the original film, she plays a, a big role in this movie. She's also a producer. Very interesting film. And it centers on a psychiatrist played by Heather Graham. And she's uh, living seemingly the nice life. She has a successful practice. Her husband is Jonathan Chuck. So, you know, she has a really good looking husband. They live in a nice home. Everything's hunky dory. But the thing is, she needs a little bit of a sort of an excitement in her life. A little bit, she wants maybe a little bit of a change in her life. That's sort of a inferred. In walks this interesting, mysterious figure who claims that he he does not want to answer his flip phone because something on the other, someone on the other line has power over him, and she's wondering what's going on. Why is this young man going crazy a little bit on my and, and very unstable in my office? And then, so even though she actually breaks the cardinal sin of not visiting the patient at his or her domicile, she visits this young man at his house. And at his house is presumably maybe, is it his father or grandfather played by Bruce Davison? I love Bruce Davison. And that's when everything starts unfolding. It, we can say that Suitable Flesh is a body swap horror movie with comedic elements. And it's a very interesting film. I really loved it. I felt it was in the spirit of Reanimator and From Beyond. And I loved Joe Lynch's direction all around. I thought Heather Graham was fantastic. I have so many great things to say about this movie. But before we get to what I have to say, let's get to what Bruce has to say about Suitable Flesh. Was this movie suitable for you? Um, overall, no. Um, but <laughs> let me preface this by saying everything that I'm going to say in criticism to this movie I'm going to could be said in criticism to a movie that I liked later on. So 
a big part of this is whether the particular tone of this movie works for you or not. I guess that's kind of my my big caveat on the front end of this. Um, the problem I have with this movie is it, it, it kind of has its foot in, in two sort of subgenres, right? It's got itself in the HP Lovecraft, Reanimator, From Beyond, kind of, uh, what would you say, B-movie, kind of possession-y yeah. sort of genre. And then on the other side of that, and the people are saying things like body horror, which I think is not is misleading because there is hardly anything like that in here. Um, and on the other side, it's kind of this 90s Red Shoes Diary, Skinamax, sexploitation-y sort of movie too. The problem I have, and once again, you can levy these problems right at the other movie I, I like later this week, but it isn't enough of a horror movie to really be as fun as it needs to be. Like I needed some good gore effects, some weird transformations, maybe some creature effects or something. And it's pretty tame for trying to be this kind of, um, this kind of weird uh, sex thriller thing that it definitely wants to be. Cause I mean, there's without are there at least four, at least four, maybe five sex scenes in here. And they're all pretty darn tame, you know? And that's not to say that like, actresses and actors have to necessarily show a lot of nudity and stuff but this movie if you're going to dip your toe in that pool that kind of exploitation pool you might as well go for it you know let's 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 do it let's go all the way um and the movie is just it's shot i think this is purposeful too in some ways it's shot in this really kind of bland 90s yeah like like cheapo looking movie style uh, and i didn't just feel like it never and it never really fully stepped into camp either. Like it's 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 tiptoeing around camp, but it's not going all the way. So that's my biggest problem is that it's just it's half-hearted in every way. That was my big big criticism. Do you feel the movie's just pure homage and by doing that it sort of cripples its own sort of potential maybe? It doesn't homage that what is it homaging? If it's homaging those other Lovecraft movies, those Lovecraft movies were full of weird, creative, practical effects and gore and over the top moments all throughout. Nothing like that in here. And they were very, in their own B movie way, they were super stylish. I mean, mm -hmm. this is nothing like that. This is not even a, a hint of that. Okay. Wow. Eric Holmes, where do you land on this? Um, so at first i really did not like this uh just because it's the the way they portray um uh mental health patients and professionals i thought was uh, completely irresponsible and then as the movie goes on i was like oh this movie's not to be taken seriously then we're, we're, we're good we're good um uh, I did like that the uh, one of the characters was wearing a Faith No More shirt. And I, I guess uh, Joe Lynch also directed a Faith No More video. So that's probably why that's in there. Uh, that was cool. Uh, you had the split diopter, uh, which yep. Greg likes. because uh, And that also kind of uh, led me to think of like Brian De Palma movies just in general. Especially yeah, like, Brian De Palma's more trashier movies. Like where it's body like, double. Yeah. And uh I didn't I didn't take the magic I didn't take the magic mine. Uh what what's the uh what, what's the one with the Jonathan Lithgow? Oh yeah, Raising Kane. Raising Kane. This reminded me a lot of Raising Kane. It's probably a bloodier version of it because although Bruce mentioned like the the uh gore effects weren't quite there, there was some parts where it gets uh pretty bloody, especially towards the end. But it this is this is pretty much a B movie. I like like 
it, it felt like if Brian De Palma, like eighties Brian De Palma, was doing a B movie of a HP Lovecraft uh, story. Yeah, probably what it would look like. Um, which is weird that uh, Stuart Gordon was supposed to do this because I didn't get much Stuart Gordon out of this. Definitely more Brian De Palma. In spite of all that, you know, the it's definitely sexploitational. Oh, I think I um I think I uh, mentioned to you guys when I was halfway through a message was like, what even is a sex scene? And then Bruce said you could use that to describe the entire movie. But uh, yeah, there's uh, I I wonder is this Bruce? Is this like a one star banger? Is this pretty much what a one star banger is? <laughs> there's a lot of banging. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nah, yeah, I don't I don't think it's that bad, honestly. I just think it's yeah. No. For me it wouldn't be. But I could it, see people thinking of it as one star banger. I don't like I said, it's, I don't think it goes it doesn't go hard enough in the camp for me to yeah. be a one star banger. Cause on on one hand this feels like intentionally bad. Yeah. And that but then it doesn't. Like uh, right. there's a there's a lot of stuff that seem like they're they know pretty well what they're doing. So like early my problems with it early on. As the movie went, those problems went away because I just kind of, oh, this is this is what this movie is. So those issues I had early on, like no one's going to watch this and go, oh, this is how this is how, uh, you know, mental health professionals act. This is how mental health patients act. We talked about the the Sam Fuller movie of an indictment on not so much. Yeah, uh, not it, it's an indictment, not so much on um you know, those uh, type of place, the the mental health facilities, but rather how mental, mental health facilities are portrayed in movies. Sam Fuller's Shot Corridor was an indictment on movies like this. <laughs> Pretty much unrealistic, uh, unrealistic portrayals of that. But uh, yeah, this was a strange movie, kind of not good, but also kind of dug it. Like it, it was almost so stupid and silly. I was, I was just kind of rolling with it. And I also feel that that's kind of the movie they were trying to make. Yeah. I fell hook, line, and sinker for this movie. I love it. I'm going to watch it again. Heather Graham, I love her as an actress. I think this is one of her best performances. Barbara Crampton, fantastic in this movie. Bruce Davison, who is just an institution in and of himself, he has a really cool, uh, sort of a rel- relative cameo, and he's really great at acting over the top. Just loved everything about suitable flesh. And yeah, I think this is completely, for me, Suitable Flesh, which is in theaters and everywhere you rent movies on October 27th, this gets an easy four and a half out of five for me for Suitable Flesh. What is your rating, Bruce Berkey? Uh, two stars. Two stars for Bruce. And Eric, what's your rating? Oh, geez. I don't know. <laughs> what? Throw, I, throw I, it down. I, throw it down. I, that, that, that's just it. Like one part of me wants to go like three-star banger the other part of me wants to go one star and then there's another part of me that's like they made the exact movie they wanted to so it's got to be five stars like i'm no what is your like your rating not about what what they're thinking about with the five stars so that's definitely out about what their intent is who cares what their intent is but what is what is your you you you, uh either wasted it was a waste of your time like definitely didn't definitely didn't waste my time Maybe um, three star. You know what? I'll go. I'll go three star banger on this. Three star banger on suitable. Yeah, because because I think I think this is th- look. This is not a good movie. I think it's, a but movie. it kind of is. I think it's an. I think <laughs> this, it's, this is. This is a, I, I, how do you? How do you? It's a great movie. It's a great movie. Brian De Palma. Brian De Palma meets H.P. Lovecraft. Even though Bruce says it doesn't go all the way. I mean, I I, I will take. I would. It needed to be. It needed this. Oh yeah, <laughs> butting in now. It needed to be. You know how towards the end when they start going all over the place in different people's bodies. Yeah. yeah. 
that's what it needed to be all the way through. It needed to be <laughs> that wacky. Two stars for Bruce, four and a half for me, three star banger for Eric Holmes as Suitable Flesh. Again, October 27th in theaters and also available everywhere you rent movies, I believe. So now let's get to Pain Hustlers. It was in theaters last week, but it's going to be on Netflix Friday, October 27th. And it centers on Emily, Emily Blunt. She plays Liza Drake and she's a single mom, blue collar. And we catch her at the beginning of the movie. She's working at a strip club as a dancer. She needs to make money. Lo and behold, she meets a pharma rep, I guess, pharma sales rep played by Chris Evans at the strip club. And they get to talking and he gives her an opportunity like, hey, come work for me. And you're going to start making a lot more money than this joint you're working in right now. She follows suit because she is a single mom with a daughter who has a medical condition. Her daughter is played by Chloe Coleman. Very good in this movie as well. Everyone's pretty good in this movie. I liked how Chris Evans, aka Captain America, he is the second in command, the second lead in this movie, but he's really not a lead. He doesn't have as big of a role as you would think when you think Emily Blunt or and Chris Evans. It's not an Emily Blunt and Chris Evans movie. It's an Emily Blunt headline film because it really follows her journey from becoming a blue-collar single mom to becoming a white-collar pharma sales rep. And from this, from this vantage point, you get to see the whole either corruption, you can either say corruption or the capitalistic nuances of this pharma industry. You get to see it through her eyes. And this movie is inspired by a true story and it's based on the book by Evan Hughes, Pain Hustlers. The movie is getting slightly mixed reviews. Bruce, did the flash and dash as well as possibly the education of Pain Hustlers work for you or was it an empty caloric experience? Uh, Leaning more towards empty caloric experience. um, I just kept thinking... Wolf of Wall Street light. It's kind of, it's not the same subject, but it kind of tries to play in that same space. This kind of, uh, this, this story we've seen versions of before, right? The the rise of somebody in a, a semi or totally shady endeavor and how they kind of build an empire, the rise and fall. It's like, yeah, Wolf of Wall Street meets, uh, Scarface with none of the bite of either of those. And I didn't even like Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, This is kind of that, once again, that perfect storm of a Netflix movie, you know, decent performances, decent production values, entertaining enough. Like this is one of those kind of movies you could show your somewhat open-minded mom have an okay time watching it, but it's definitely empty calories for me. Like I watched this less than a week ago and I've forgotten a good chunk of it. I do remember being kind of distracted by um, Chris Evans' performance. It's a little uh, try hard, oh, try hard you know? over the top with the accent. Yeah, and everything. I think he's been doing that on uh, lately on his uh, his his side projects that have been on Netflix. He's been really trying to to, to be different kind of characters. I don't know if he has that much in him. <laughs> I don't really know if he's quite that flexible. <laughs> he's likable enough, but I think he's he's just trying a little hard. You know, I think you just just be what you are and, and do it. Movies directed by David Yates. Sorry, sorry, Bruce. Movies directed by David Yates. He's mm-hmm. best known for a bunch of Harry Potter movies, mm-hmm. a bunch of a couple of those Fantastic Beast films. This movie actually, Pain Hustlers. I don't know much about the pharma industry. I haven't seen Dope Sick. I'm not a big reader. I did watch the Netflix series Painkiller. Gave me some added value. This movie, on an education level, gave me some added value about how doctors can, by writing some scripts, they can be part of a speaking engagement to no matter what place in the world you are and get paid for their speaking engagements. And that's how some of these doctors made their money on writing these scripts for a lot of these uh, pharma companies. It's sort of the, you get to sort of that corruption stuff in pain. I thought that was value added, 
But sure. I, ha- I have to agree with you, Bruce. Emily Blunt is very good in the movie. But other than that, I just felt like this was a... I liked her daughter, too. I liked her daughter. Daughter was great. But the ending has to pack a knockout punch. And it just goes by the book. It's just so predictable what's going to happen. Oh, you know, oh, I just saw that coming a, mile, a million miles away. And the way it's shot and, and done doesn't... It didn't leave an, an impact. It well, should have. It should have. And it also... It also it, tell me what you think about this. So it, it takes something that is really serious for a lot of people. Like the the downside of what they're doing is super serious and super dire for a ton of people. And it's taken with a real light touch. And I think that's kind of a problem with this movie too. Well, look, I think the light touch is maybe a problem. I just don't feel that the light touch was, didn't work for me. It just, well, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. Was it funny? It just, it became just kind of like, what are we supposed to? So we're just kind of following her, and it's kind of just this this rise and fall, and it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's just like it didn't really do much for me either. Too. I will like, say, yeah, I will say this just for the education level, the Emily Blunt performance, yeah. and like you said, the daughter played by Chloe Coleman. This gets mm. a, a mild recommendation, meaning if it's on, if you're looking for something to watch on Netflix, and you said the words entertaining enough. Yeah, so for yeah. me, entertaining enough is three stars. Mild recommendation for me for Pain Hustlers. Your rating, Bruce? I'll probably go two and a half because I guess the measure I would give this is if I started watching it, would I keep watching it? And I probably wouldn't. I'd probably fade away from it and not come back. So two and a half. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's true. You're giving me a lot of Pain Hustling this, this week, Bruce, on that. Okay. So again, Pain Hustlers, it was in select theaters on Friday. October 27th. Tell us what you think of this Netflix film. Thanks again, Netflix, for the screening links for me and Bruce. Next up is Borica, Queen of War, stars Olga Korolenko as Queen Borica, the warrior queen. She leads a fierce rebellion against the Roman Empire. The movie is directed by Jesse B. Johnson. It also stars Clive Standen, who plays Queen Borica's husband, and some really interesting character actors as well in this movie. The running time is 100 minutes, but actually... It's really 95 minutes when the end credits are pretty long. Again, directed by Jesse V. Johnson. Eric Holmes, you interviewed Jesse V. Johnson this week. You're a huge Jesse V. Johnson fan. You know what, Bruce? I, I don't know. I'm glad you didn't see this movie, but who knows? I think you might have kind of liked this movie. Uh, Eric, what did you think of this movie, Borica, Queen of War? Loved it. Yeah, loved it. <laughs> um, I, 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 I don't I don't know that it was much of an interview with Jesse V. Johnson as much as it was me, Chris Farlingham. Uh, yeah. Dude, you're so good. I love you. Uh, look, if, if you're like me and you're a fan of Jesse V. Johnson, you know exactly what to expect. Uh, it's just uh, great action, just completely badass, uh, and with, with story and characters. And yeah, the, what, I, I don't know. When, where do I start? Um, no, that's it. That's it. Yeah, no, this movie, here's the thing. It's hits theaters Friday, October 27th. But it's also going to be on demand and digital. I really, yeah. I really wish I could see this. I, 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 in fact, I'm going to check to see if this is playing in a theater near me. Probably not. But I would say if it is playing in a theater near you, definitely check it out. Because this has, uh, if you ever seen The Woman King, this has a lot in common with that. As far as uh, Jesse V. Johnson movies go, uh, if you like the uh, Hell Hath No Fury, this is more that version of Jesse V. Johnson as opposed to like the the Debt Collector movies. Um, but then like the, the fights, oh my God, when, uh, especially in the last half, when Bodica is in, like, she starts off as kind of like a typical, like a housewife type role, housewife, mother type role. 
And then as the movie goes on, she becomes more and more like a, I don't know, would be a good queen of war. Queen of war. She becomes yeah, a queen of war. Yeah, she, yeah, she becomes a queen of war and just gets, oh man, the, the, the action scenes and the, the war scenes towards the last half are just insane. Just especially how she just goes full on beast mode. Like just goes in with the, the sword and like gets him right in the shoulder and like goes down his body and, like they got one guy like he'll like knee someone the in the stomach they'll bend over and like bite the back of his neck off like it it gets it gets pretty bloody and pretty visceral um if you like those type of movies which I do so good on me for that yeah uh this is this is definitely top tier Jesse B Johnson and it, if you're not a fan of his one I don't know what's wrong with you but you know maybe maybe this wouldn't be for you if you are a fan of Jesse B Johnson. This one's a no-brainer. Absolutely, check this one out, Bruce. When you were a kid, did you ever collect, or Eric, did you did you ever collect comic books? Any of you guys collect comic books when you were a kid? Uh, Spawn and Plastic Forks were the only two that I really did. When I was a kid, one of the big, one of the biggest things for me, just eight or nine years old, going to the local Seven Eleven, there would be a comic book rack, and there would be all these different comics, and I'd, I'd get to swing it and pick which one I'd want. Jesse V. Johnson, he was talking to you about not following the zeitgeist. And just sort of making movies he wants to make. And I think that's how I feel about when I see Jesse V. Johnson movies, it's like picking different comics out of out of the rack. He has so many different kind of movies to enjoy. And this is just to me a great film. It's the fact that he doesn't make he doesn't have a hundred million dollars to shoot this epic. And even with that, it's a very interesting film. The only it's not a warning, but I just want to set you guys up for this. Bodica Queen of War, it's 60 minutes of lead up. And it's good storytelling, okay? So you're going to get 60 minutes of story. And before you roll your eyes, again, it's well solid storytelling. But then the last 35 minutes, wall-to-wall action with any kind of breathing. So it's just, it really hit home for me. I really enjoyed it. And I'm so glad. This is, again, for me, just it's top-tier Jesse P. Johnson level. Like, just as good, if not better than Hell Hath No Fury. I think both of them are, are on the same level. My rating is four and a half stars. What's your rating, Eric? Mine's probably the same veering on five stars. Um, actually probably veering on 6.9 stars, but, um, I, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll probably go four and a half. Um, I also want to point out that Olga Kirilenko, Amazing. she, she needs to be in more action movies. The, the way Jesse B. Johnson used her in this movie was just insane. Like oh. the, just, just the way her, uh, her character developed from the beginning of the movie to the, like that they're two different people. Yeah. Like you, you put her side by side. You, those, those aren't the same person. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they just, this is just the one person going through some crap and then ended up like this. But Olga Kurilenko, especially during the action scenes, I'm like, why is she not in more action movies? Why is Jesse B. Johnson not doing more? Uh, yes, you're right. The, just... Theatrical action movies like these. Oh, and yeah. these two are working together. Uh, they got, I, I, I don't have the name of it in front of me, but they got another movie coming out pretty soon. And I'm, in for it but and yeah th- th- this movie is fantastic we also have to mention it's written and directed by jesse b johnson we yes. both love him actually i think eric i mean we, me and eric really love him i think bruce actually gave him a pass i liked him as well because you i think bruce gave a positive review back in the day for avengement mm-hmm. i think bruce liked avengement as well so that's it Borica queen of war in theaters friday october 27th on demand and on digital our final feature of the episode is inspector son should people see this animated film, Eric? 
Um, adults might not, but I think kids would like this. So this is basically a animated uh, James Bond movie with like insects, pretty much. Um, you know the the CGI is very. It, it's not nearly as good as like a Pixar movie, but I think this is also. Um, I'm not sure where this uh production company uh it's it's not american it's not an american movie for sure i think this might be twice removed from me one i'm not a kid so i don't really respond to kids movies and two this is from uh this is done as a comedy with like where the comedy is from a different country so maybe it has a different it, it works from people it works for people in different areas than maybe it does here um as as you know, beyond that, uh, this movie's incredibly cute. Uh, I think kids would like it. That this one also is hard to uh, this one's hard to give a star rating on because I'm not I'm not ten years old, so uh, you, know? It, you know it's hard to uh, it's hard to uh, judge it on that you know okay. metric. But I think I think uh, I think your kids might like it. You know, depending on how they uh, take uh, animation and comedy, I think it's cute enough. And uh, I think kids would dig it and yeah, give it a shot. Uh, I think for me, this would be like a one and a half, two star movie, but 10 year old me, this might be a four, four and a half star movie. So it's, yeah. it's, I, I guess that's where five, I guess that's where three star banger lives, but yeah, yeah uh, I, it's kids movie. Show your kids. I think they dig it. Uh, adults, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Okay. Ronnie Chang is a very Funny comedian, he plays Inspector Sun, the aforementioned Inspector Sun. He is fired from his detective job, but then another case pops into his life. And then, quote, Sun must find his suspect before it's too late. So, anyways, he's trying to save this doctor named Dr. Spindlethorpe. That is Inspector Sun in theaters, October 27th. Before we end this episode, Bruce, do you have one recommendation to lead us out a year? Two quick ones, actually, but I'll do yeah. it very quick. One, I'm just going to say, uh, trick or treat. Uh, it's really well known now, but it is a fantastic anthology that uh, is still available out there. Uh, it's streaming in various places, and uh, you should check it out if you haven't. Uh, Anna Paquin, Brian Cox, Dylan Baker, and a bunch of other people are in it. One thing that's unique about it, I'll just say, first of all, it's super Halloween-based, which is great. It's fun, and it's, it's I wouldn't say it's family-friendly, but it's not going to disturb you. But it's it's a pretty fun horror movie for people who like you know, pretty solid meat and potatoes horror. Uh, what I like about it is most anthologies are like, you have a story, there's something between them, a story, something between them, a story, something between them. All the stories here interweave with each other on the same night so that all the characters are in the same world at the same time, crossing paths. And you kind of will, like you'll cross paths, you'll follow someone else on one of the stories, and then you'll come back and cross paths again and follow someone else on one of the other stories. So it's a lot of fun in that way. So good movie. And then this one is the one I was talking about earlier. This is the one where all the things I said about <laughs> Suitable Flesh, you could say about this movie. But I liked it. It worked for me. I will say as a very big, big, big warning, most of the people on our cinematics group so far that have watched it did not like it. I am a weird special case, I guess. Um, I'd expected to hate Slother House, which is on Hulu right now. And I ended up quite enjoying Slother House. It is... One of those self-aware, silly movies, but it worked for a couple reasons. One is the story that's not sloth-based is almost like one of those Disney tween movies, like the zombies or one of those kind of things that you get. Super shiny, bright, and silly. And 
that setting for this movie worked really well for me. Well, probably great on a lot of people, but my kid and I like to to make fun of those kind of movies. So it does that kind of movie pretty well. And then you take that kind of movie in a sorority, basically, where you have a young woman trying to vie for a sorority uh, president. And the way she decides to do that is she has a meet cute with a guy in a mall. He just happens to be an exotic animal person. He tells her, uh, come and get this sloth and it'll make you really popular. <laughs> so she does. <laughs> Not knowing that the sloth has already killed him when she gets the sloth. Uh, she gets the sloth, becomes a hit. And then the sloth uh, decides it wants to be the most popular thing. So it starts to kill everybody in the sorority. What is this movie I, clever for you? Is it a clever film? No, it's not. It's stupid. Um, <laughs> but it's knowingly, <laughs> it's knowingly stupid. And here is the kicker. These kind of movies, they're going to be dumb, right? They're going to be self-aware. You know, these are the kind of movies that can be like a Sharknado kind of movie, right? But what this movie I think does it's a little better than those movies. For my taste, once again, this is very much my taste. First of all, it has a puppet. The sloth is a puppet. It's not CGI ever. And everything this... And you're saying like, well, they're going to have a puppet. They're not going to show it very much, right? No, they show the hell out of this damn puppet. This puppet is in all over the place in this movie. They're like, we got a puppet. We're going to use it. That's basically the attitude of this movie. It's like, is it going to drive a car? Yeah, it's going to drive a car. Is it going to get involved in social media? Mm-hmm. Yep, it is. Is it going to wield knives and things? Maybe guns? Sure. Why not? So I was I was all over this movie. I, I quite enjoyed it. Would you call it a gem? <laughs> Maybe an artificial an artificial gem. <laughs> artificial. You know what? You better be you you better call it a gem because I feel like you're really look, it says slaughterhouse subtitle featuring Alpha the Killer Sloth. So. Yeah. I expected oh yeah, Alpha because it gets named after the, the Greek, you know, letters because they're a sorority. I expected to hate this movie, and I don't usually like this movie. I expected to bail after five or ten minutes, and I ended up quite loving this movie. What is your rating on sloth? Bruce. Um, four stars. <laughs> what a great recommendation. What is Eric Holmes going to rate it? You think it's a tone thing, right? He might hate this movie. I think no matter what, he will appreciate, appreciate the silliness of an actual puppet sloth being throughout this movie. I think that will scratch a little bit of the gremlins itch for him, he might but, be he, right. but he could hate it as well. Will I hate slaughterhouse Bruce? I, I don't know. I don't oh, know, man. You don't know about me. I'm, I'm as mysterious know. as the killers or the killer in Suitable Flesh. Am I as mysterious as that that youth? <laughs> hey, hey, Greg. Greg, <laughs> Greg why don't you ask me what you'll think of Slaughterhouse? Oh, I know. You're going to say four stars, right? You're going to say four stars. I'm going to give it four no, stars. I gave it no, four stars. No, not at all. What, what, am I, I, gonna give, what am I going to give Slaughterhouse? Four stars. Okay, very good. Very good. That, that is a rim shot. We are out of here. Thank you guys so much for supporting us here on Cinematics as well as our Patreon. You can actually, there are Amazon links on our show notes. If you shop via Amazon, everyone, including Anderson, will get a cut. And I don't know, anything else we, we need to plug? Eric or Bruce, before we go. Eric, uh, first. A, a couple things. Um, Next week, we will talk about a movie called Get Away If You Can. I did an interview with uh, Terrence Martin, the writer and director of it. Definitely check out the movie. And I'm kind of curious, uh, Greg, Bruce, if you have time, definitely check it out. Because this seems like one of those movies where you guys would love and I would hate, but I actually kind of like this one. So I'm kind of curious where you guys would land on this. Yeah, also, have you ever seen this movie called Dead Calm? I'm not kidding. Uh, Dead Calm, Philip Noyce? I don't know if I have or not. Dead okay. Calm's amazing. I didn't take my magic mind tonight. <laughs> okay. Well, you are, you Nicole, are a bitch Nicole man. Kidman, very yes. early Nicole Kidman. The I, don't, I, I don't think I have. The trailer for Getaway, if you can, reminded me of it. I'm sorry, Bruce. Go ahead. 
I'll just say Eric needs to see Dead Calm like yesterday. Seriously. Oh my gosh! Oh Seriously, yes, yes, love yes. It. yes, yes, yes. Uh, you write up um, Eric's wheelhouse on Dead Calm. Okay, so that's it. And Eric, uh, you said that there's one more, Eric. Yeah, I also wanted to uh, give a shout out to uh, a new friend I made this weekend. Um, we don't uh, talk about friends. A, Wait, hello? I, I'm just saying, Mackenzie uh, Franklin. He does a YouTube channel called Side Game LLC. And it's it's a YouTube channel, board game YouTube channel I watched for a while. And I found out recently they lived in Colorado Springs. So I reached out to him and was like, hey, uh, if you ever play a game, let me know. And it's like, actually, we're playing this weekend. And it was on my birthday. We got to play Blood on the Clock Tower and Zombie Side. And he was a really cool guy. Met a bunch of cool people at this gaming thing. So I wanted to give a shout out to him and his uh, YouTube channel, Side Game LLC. Go Side check game it out. LLC. Has that video been out yet? As far as you're you're playing, you I'm, I'm not I'm not on any of the videos. It, it was just a YouTube channel that I watch, and I just found out he lived where I do. So uh, we we hooked up, and uh, he gave me he gave me a very wonderful day on my birthday. So thank you, Mackenzie, cool. and hopefully we'll play again in the future. Okay, I, you know what? I will put a link to Side Game LLC on our show notes. It's great that you have friends, Eric, Bruce, and I. We prefer not to have friends. Am I correct on this, Bruce? <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Okay, before we go, Bruce, final plug or mention? Or uh, yeah, final plug. I believe if you live in a major movie market, you may be able to catch uh, the new David Fincher movie in the theater this weekend. I believe it's only in a few spots, and then it's going to drop on Netflix in a couple weeks. Uh, when Evil Lurks drops this week on Shudder, you should watch it. If you are a horror fan, it is probably one of the best movies, horror movies of the year. It will F you up. Even if you're a hardened horror fan, you will find something in there that will mess you up. A week later, are you still messed up from When Evil Lurks? Uh, it's gone from four and a half to five stars, yes. Oh, wow. Okay, Eric, you you wanted to say something? I believe uh, Five Nights at Freddy's comes out this weekend as well. I will be seeing it tomorrow with my boys. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah my, my, my niece and nephew definitely want to watch that as well. Okay, we will have reviews of the movie. What, Five Nights, Five Nights, Five, 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 five Nights at Freddy's? Five Nights at Freddy's. Review next week here. Fab at Five Freddy's, Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> Nights at Freddy's. Hopefully Fab Five Freddy. <laughs> hopefully they're downing magic mind stuff as well we will see you guys next week here on cinematics thank you so much for your support and of course here's claire goodbye everybody thank you for joining cinematics